0: Your house catches on fire. What is your plan of action? It yeah.
1: Depends on what if the insurance policy is worth more than house.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Okay. Chuck
2: on what's on fire and how big fire is.
0: Okay, good. Jay? Just get out of the house. Get away. Just get out of the house, and let it burn. Okay. There's a dream that Daniel has in Daniel chapter two. King Nebuchadnezzar dreams of this multi-layered figure. And he sent all of his wise men in to try to figure it out. They don't know what it means. And so Daniel comes to old King Nebuchadnezzar. I want to call him King Nebi because it's easy. But King Nebuchadnezzar comes and Daniel tells him, The head of this of gold is it's you, King. You're the you're the being that they talk about. The chest and the arms are made of silver, and that's gonna be Persia. The belly and thighs represent Greece. The legs that are iron, the Roman Empire. The feet the divided Roman Empire, and finally the rock, Christ's empire. He's so happy that he looks at Daniel and he says, listen, you've done a great thing for me. My man couldn't do it, so he lavishes gifts on him, and he makes him rule over the entire providence of Babylon. And he places him in charge of the wise men because the wise men couldn't do it, but he could do it. At Daniel's request, the king appoints Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego as administrators over the providence of Babylon while Daniel remained in the royal court. Anybody know anything about King Nebuchadnezzar? Give us a quick Chuck. Yes. (laughs) I should say, what do you know about King (laughs) Nebuchadnezzar?
2: There was, he was there because God decided that he was going to be there. And God blessed him because he was doing, whether he knew it or not, he was doing the will of God but he was the king over the most powerful kingdom that was represented by the gold head in the statue in the world.
0: Great. Anybody else, what do you know about King Nebuchadnezzar? He's ruling the world. And because he's ruling the world, He's the man looked up to, and he really thinks he's something. That he's where he is because he's that smart, he's that powerful, he has that many things going. And as he thinks about the world, okay, he comes up with an idea. The idea is I'm going to make a nine-foot statue of myself. And the nine-foot statue is going to be 94 feet high and nine feet wide. And he's going to put it on the Plain of Doran, which is a central location, And he's going to bring all the officials from all the various points the satraps, the governors, the advisors and they're going to dedicate the image. And they do. This isn't working, Doug. Okay. We'll do it that way. <laughs> yes. Ah, good. And the way he's planned to get the kind of stuff to, to get the people, what are the people commanded to do? Pay homage to it. Pay homage to it. When?
3: Sue? So? Play some musical instruments and blow some horns and that kind of thing. And when that happened, they were supposed to come in and bow down and, as he said, pay homage or worship uh, the statue. But also, I think, Nebuchadnezzar probably would like to thought of himself as God as well.
0: Okay, good. They are to come up with the horn, the flute, the zither, the lar, the harp, and all kinds of music, and when the people hear the music, the people from all nations and of every language are to fall down and worship the image of gold that Nebuchadnezzar has set up. Now there's little debate about whether this was pure gold or whether it was wood that was covered by gold pay your money take your choice there are a lot of people on each side but some astrologers came forward and denounced the Jews that's important they said to King Nebuchadnezzar "O oh, king live forever You've issued a decree that everyone who hears the sound of the horn, the flute, the zither, the lyre, the harp, the pipes, and every kind of music must fall down and worship the image of gold. And whoever does not fall down will be thrown into the blaze, blazing fire. There's a lot of commentators who think this is sort of an orchestra coming together. And that they would have a planned time whenever the orchestra would play. And they would have people watching out to see if they hit the ground whenever the orchestra played. So it could be that, or it could be planned. But he said, there's some Jews you set over the affairs of the providence of Babylon. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego pay no attention to you, Kig. They neither serve your gods, nor worship the image of the, the gold that you have set up. And he was furious, and he summons Sadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So these men are brought before the king, and Nebuchadnezzar says to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods? You do not worship the image of gold that I have set up. Tell me why he'd be upset.
2: Vanity Vanity.
0: Vanity. Pride. Pride. okay You've got short answers tonight. <laughs> yes) <laughs> What do they do to show of their homage, Chuck?
2: Hey, I mean, what, what they did was they said, you're not important. I don't have to pay attention to what you say. And with, his, with, a, with an ego like this guy, I'm sure he filled that whole helmet on, him, on his head because his head was so big. When you do something like that, somebody like that, they just lose his mind. Yeah. Can't believe somebody wouldn't do what I told you to do.
0: What do you think the image represented? I know, Nebuchadnezzar, <laughs> but what about Nebuchadnezzar? So
3: He was the man. Uh, if, and they would make statues of their gods. So in this sense, you know, you should be looking up to me like you do to the gods. I'm the one that enables things to happen around here.
2: I'm kind of wondering, you know, he he had his dream, and you started out with that, and he was the head of gold. So he may have taken this next step further, was to say, well, God revealed this to me, and it was a head of gold. I'll just go one step further. I'll make the whole thing gold, and it'll be all me.
0: That means what, Sue? uh,
3: That was a a thumbs up.
0: Thumbs up to Chuck. Okay, (laughs) good. He's not satisfied with being a God. He is the God that rules over all the other gods in Babylon. Somehow he has worked himself up to being number one and everybody else has to fall in line with what he says. This wasn't too unusual a ruler of a country declaiming he was the God, and all the other gods just had to follow him and what he wanted. So he's doing what some some call a, a, the, the kind of vanity that ruled the world at this time. Ruled the world at this time. Do you think Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego were singled out as those... Who did not obey the command of Nebuchadnezzar? Je-
2: Jealousy. Jealousy.
0: <laughs> I knew right after I said it. <laughs> so,
3: I, I think Daniel and these three men had been imported, they had been brought in, and they were Jews. They weren't part of the in crowd that originally was there. They've come in, they've raised up in power. Uh, these men were over the province of Babylon. Uh, Daniel was, I don't know way up there, serving in the, in Nebuchadnezzar's household. Uh, like you said, jealous, you know, here you these people were, they're not even part of our country.
0: Very good. Yeah.
2: They probably, like like Sue said, here was slaves that we took from a defeated nation. And now they're Daniel's number two, and these guys are number three in line to the king. Well, they probably didn't think Daniel was a good target because he was too close. The king selected Daniel. <coughs> Daniel selected these three guys, so they were fair game. If they could take him out, they were going to take him out.
0: Yeah,
1: very good. Thank you. Chad? I mean, he had to call him in to see what the competition was. And, I mean, he, he said he was going to put anybody to death that, that didn't do what he said. So, you know, I mean, so he's going to have to confront them anyhow. But, I mean, why not confront them and find out who's more powerful than him and the reason why they won't bow down?
0: Do you remember what we read back a little bit ago? These Jews, he really just specifies one group. Like they're the only ones who were in favor of Nebuchadnezzar taking this. It's the Jews that are the problem. It's the Jews they're going to offset his plans to be the god of all gods it's the jews fault it's just plain prejudice and it's prejudice because they have moved up in the ranks and these other people have it which is chuck's point but they pick out just the jews now when you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the there, the, the laur, the harp, pipes, and all kinds of music. Are you ready to fall down and worship the image I made? Very good. If you do not worship it, you will be immediately thrown into a blazing furnace. When what? Then what God will be able to rescue you from my hand? What do you see? There's a challenge here, Chuck. Intimidation. Intimidation. Susan, can you? Second no, chance. okay. He's
3: <laughs> really giving them a second chance, though. Of
0: yeah. yeah.
3: Okay, you you messed up, but you know you you do it now, and we're good. But if you don't, don't, don't confront me.
0: Thank you. Very good. If someone in authority over you told you to do something that was wrong, how would you respond? I got a lot of smiles. That means there's something there, Chad.
1: I think that individual doesn't know me very well because I, I don't. Uh, most people that I know don't respond to that, or in, in a positive way back. Usually. <laughs> so he respond? Yeah.
0: So, um. Okay. Good. Chuck? So?
2: I wouldn't do it. You wouldn't do yeah, it. I tell him I wasn't going to do it.
0: Okay, good. Haven't heard anything from this side. What would you do, Susan? Speaking for
3: that side. Oh. <laughs> well, unlike Chuck, I would not. I would not do it, but I would not make a big deal out of not doing it. I would just go on about my way with like a quiet and gentle spirit, <laughs> which
2: we
0: talked about in ladies' Bible class
3: You're
2: talking for them, right?
0: That's what I call a shameless plug. This time it's for ladies' Bible class. <laughs> I heard somebody. Do it here. Ah, you heard me. I heard you, like you said. I said it's not my job description. It's It's not your job description. That's good. That's good.
3: It's difficult sometimes when it's not, it's not black and white. Um, And to go in to your boss and explain to them why you don't think it's right and that you just don't feel comfortable doing it. Uh, And if you have a good relationship with your boss, and they're not like Nebuchadnezzar, uh, if I say do it, you do it, then usually you can work through it.
0: Good. good. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to save us from it. And he will rescue us from your hand, O King. But even if he doesn't, we want you to know, O King, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image. Of the gold that you have set up. What do you think the three Hebrews answered the king like they did? Shad. They had their own beliefs,
1: and they weren't going to accept his belief that he was the king. So they knew in their and that's why most of us reject authority, because we have our own beliefs. And sometimes you have to stick to them no matter what the price.
0: Okay, good, good. Chuck?
1: They put their
2: commitment to God above everything. And the way they said it was, we live, we live, if we die, we die, but we're committed to God. And that was the end of the discussion.
0: Okay, good. Susan.
3: The way they answered was not totally disrespectful. They still acknowledged him, Mm -hmm. O
0: King, but just like the Christians, early Christians, they faced the same thing. They worshiped and some of them were killed and some of them survived. But the message is still there that there's something beyond you in our religion. So in some ways they had a pretty
3: good influence on him as we see long term through Daniel.
0: Thank you. you think you'd have the courage to respond the way they did? Chuck.
2: As we define courage, you do something even in spite of being scared to death. I'm not sure they were scared to death. I think they were committed to God, and if that's what, what's happened, that's what happens.
0: Okay, good. Good. Somebody else? Y'all got to rescue my wife, because I'll call on her if nobody volunteers.
3: Part of this, what they were trying to say, is we have faith in our God. We believe he's able. To save us, but if he doesn't, if he chooses not to, we still are going to not worship another god. We are continued to worship our God, the true God. Thank you, Yeah.
1: I think we need a, a lot more of that in the society that we that we live in now. It seems like a lot of people roll over. and and don't stand by their beliefs. Um, So I think sometimes when you believe what you believe, you need to stand behind it no matter the consequence. And and these fellas obviously don't mind a good barbecue. (laughs)
3: Thank
0: you. If God chose not to rescue you from intense personal suffering, how would this affect your faith? Let me give you an example. Maybe that will help. C.S. Lewis, when he was a child, his mother got very sick, and he prayed, and he prayed, and he prayed, and she died anyway. And so C.S. Lewis says, where was God when I needed him? He really doesn't exist, and he started off his atheist track because God didn't rescue his mother. So if God didn't rescue somebody from intense personal sufferings, how does this affect your faith? Chuck,
2: kind of liken it to a crucible. You don't know what's going to happen until things heat up. And it will separate. You're going to go one way or you're going to go another way. The Lord doesn't like people who are lukewarm. And that, that particular situation, will you'll find out whether you really have faith or you don't. OK. Thank you,
0: Chuck. Anybody else? I think that
3: when I've seen people in this situation uh, they are in need of someone who does have faith to come alongside them and encourage them and walk through it with them because a lot of times this is grief speaking and uh, intense emotion. And they just need someone that understands. Okay. It's it's difficult. Like you lose your mother and you're a child. And a child doesn't understand, start out with, the idea of a, your mother dying, let alone, that you prayed and asked
0: God to help them. Hardship strengthened your walk with the Lord? Has it?
3: No place else to turn. No place
0: else to turn. That's good. I have found this the hardest. Jay, you were going to say something. I was, um, how come
1: aren't we thankful for what we've had at the moment? I mean, he he got to know his mom, he got to spend time with her. I mean, she may have passed away early, you know, from something horrific, but he could have never known his mom to begin with. So I don't know why we always put the hurt on God and the pain. Yeah. Um, and we don't give them thanks for the things that we do have at the immediate time.
0: Yeah. James, you this point? No. Well, no. No. Okay. This is the hardest thing to deal with. Uh, I dealt with a one-year-old boy who has a heart condition doctors say we're going to wheel him in wheel him out it'll be fine and he dies what do you say he's been praying to God and the one thing he's been praying to God for doesn't happen a wife who has a husband that has cheated four times. He promises her he will not do it again until the other woman writes her on the internet and tells her, just give him a divorce, and then he can be mine. What do you tell them then? They're praying hard. Do you remember 9-11? You know what I got most of the time from people who came in? God could have stopped this. It's God's fault. Why didn't he stop it if he has the power to stop it? Chuck? Okay, very good. Okay. Shad. Okay, good. <laughs> we had that. Nebuchadnezzar was furious. And his attitude towards them changed. He ordered the furnace heated seven times hotter than usual, and commanded some of the strongest soldiers in his army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them into the blazing furnace. So, that should be the end of the story. These men wearing robes, trousers, Turbans and other clothing were bound and thrown into the blazing furnace. The king's command was so urgent. The furnace was so hot that the flames of the fire killed the soldiers who took Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, firmly tied, fell into the blazing furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar leaped to his feet in amazement and asked his advisors, weren't there three men we tied up and threw into the fire? They replied, certainly, O king. He said, look, I see four men walking around in the fire, unbound and unharmed, and the fourth looks like a son of the gods. Please notice it doesn't say the son of God. Nebuchadnezzar was uh, believed in a lot of God. He was a polytheist, so he's just saying, "Well, one of the one of the gods sent his son in there," and the king, why is he amazed? Walking around, they were they were still alive. They're walking around. He's still alive. Good. And his soldiers had been consumed. Soldiers had died, but not Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. What else is here? Ch- there's four, not three. <laughs> yeah, then we threw three in, and now there's four inside. Nebuchadnezzar then approached the opening of the blazing furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come up, come out, not up. Come here. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the fire. And the Satraps, the Prefats, Governors, And royal advisors crowded around them. They saw the fire had not harmed their bodies. Nor was a hair of their heads singed. Their robes were not scorched. And there was no smell of fire on them. What do you think was accomplished? By what happened? In chapter
2: 3. Nebuchadnezzar found out he's not the most powerful being in the world.
0: Yeah. He's not the big deal he thought he was.
3: I think it helped to refocus, to focus his looking on Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's God, this God that they claim obviously has power. He's able to to bring these men through that. He has more power than any God I serve.
0: Okay, good. One more? No. okay. Then Nebuchadnezzar says, Praise be to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who sent his angel and rescued his servants. They trusted him and defied the king's command and were willing to give up their lives rather than serve or worship any god except their own. So Nebuchadnezzar is now praising the same God of heaven that Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego praised. Why?
1: Because you think you're on top when you're not. And you think was,
0: you're on top not. when you're not. Okay, he good.
1: Was, he was not on top. He was not the man.
0: Good. Chuck?
2: Well, also, most if not all, the pagan gods, were, gel- they had all the worst traits of men usually associated with them. And to see a good God do something, it didn't seem like he was demanding anything of them except be faithful, it was refreshing maybe for Nebuchadnezzar.
0: Okay, very good, thank you. Did I see another hand? therefore i decree that the people of any nation or language who say anything against the god of shadrach meshach and abednego be cut into pieces their houses turned into piles of rubble for no other god can save in this way then the king promotes shadrach meshach and Abednego in the province of Babylon. So they didn't go down the tubes. They've come up. They didn't like the fact that they were coming up before. They're coming up faster now. It died again. Shad.
2: good. Chuck? One when you think about this is here's a pagan man who when he sees a miracle like this says it's obvious of God and he praises God but when Christ did his miracles in front of the Pharisees and the Sadducees they said hell he does this by the, by the power of Satan. It's just interesting to see men who were of God and how they reacted and a man who was not of God and how he reacted. Mm-hmm. Okay good.
0: I think I did that. Something that bothers me just a little bit are some of our people who worship God think that God's on our side as long as he does what we want him to. I call it the vending machine God. Uh, I've been good. I've done the right things. Now, God, this is what I want for that. Sometimes it's big stuff, and sometimes it's little stuff. While uh, we were in Pittsburgh. These people went to church every service for two years. And then they emptied their savings account and bought lottery tickets. Because they'd been to church, all these different services, God owed them. And there would be this big payout at the end because God had done all this. But they'd done all this for God and been what he wanted to, and look, they've got nothing. And they lost their shirts. That's the nice way of putting it. Sometimes it's like C.S. Lewis. We pray and we pray and we pray and it doesn't happen. Faith is that we trust him in the good times and in the bad times. Uh, The ways we think he'll do things and if he doesn't, he's still God. That's important. Okay. On my list of people that I wanted to cover, I have covered everybody. Uh, do you want to study somebody, or do you want to go into a book? Sue. Book. book. Two books. If you'd like me to look for somebody, put your hands up. Ooh, this is unanimous. If you would like a book that we can study, put your hands up. Oh, we got more of those. Okay. I will have it in the bulletin this Sunday, what book we are studying. So I hope to see you then. Been a good class. Thank you.